This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Ron DeSantis loves sticking his fingers where they don't belong. And we're not just talking about pudding. DeSantis has his dirty fingers all over senior entitlements. Like cutting Medicare, slashing Social Security, even raising our retirement age. Tell Ron DeSantis to keep his pudding fingers off our money. Oh, and somebody get this man a spoon. Make America Great Again, Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. All right, 742. I wanted to play that uh, Trump commercial, but that's okay. For O'Lowry on uh, DeSantis. <laughs> we got a lot to discuss anyway, so here he is, the editor of the National Review, also political NBC, just a great Monday morning guest. My guy, Rich Lowry. Richard, how are you, buddy? What's up, Sydney? Well, let's start with this. Uh, we'll get to Trump in a second. This Teixeira kid. Uh, Peter King uh, texted me. Of course he did. Radcliffe said yesterday he's going to cost Americans lives. Okay, maybe he will. Again, for the, I guess, the billionth time, I've never said the kid is innocent. I've never said don't put the kid in jail. What I'm saying is there's a much, much bigger problem at the Pentagon when a person who's 21 years old, and you can talk to your blue on the base, you're not going to convince me. Most people I know that are 21 are still kids. When that person has that much intelligence at his fingertips to share in a chat room, that's the real story here. That's my opinion. Yeah, that's a legit point. I would just say, you know, we're asking kids 18, 19 years old to to go out and die and to, to, to lead other kids into battle in some cases. So uh, you're in the military, you, you grow up fast. It's not like, you know, you, you and me, who, you know, I heard you earlier, who were adolescent, you know, to age 40. <laughs> we don't yeah. have that luxury in the military. Yeah, but this kid, and, doesn't, this kid doesn't have a gun. He's out in a cave in Afghanistan. He's living yeah, at home in Massachusetts, but, like I'm living at home with my mother and father, putting on a suit every day and, and, and basically acting like an adult and going to chat rooms during the night. Yeah, but I mean, he signed up, and I, we, I have a colleague who, uh, a junior guy in the Navy, and when the, the uh, Trump and Biden classified document stuff was breaking, he wrote about how th- these briefings about how you're supposed to handle classified material are ex- extremely strict. It's not as though it, it, anyone is under I- any mistaken impression that it's okay you know, just to leave something on your desk, you know? So, so, and, and he knew, I believe he was chatting with his friends. Oh, I might get in trouble. I'm doing it this way. I got to do it this other right. way. So he fully knew that what he was doing is wrong. So I think of course he did. when, when you're when 21, you know, may, maybe you have some crazy ideas, but he knew this was wrong. So, well, of course you know, he did, but it doesn't matter. Against, against the wall at dawn, but it was, it's a major offense. No, no, it is a major offense and he should go to prison. I don't think he should go to prison the rest of his life or be executed. 
But why can't it be both? Like, why am I arguing with Peter King? I'm agreeing that the kid should be held responsible. I'm agreeing with that. I think it's a problem that it, that anyone so young has so much access yes. to so much stuff. Why can't yeah, it be that's both? A legit point. That's a legit point. It's a legit yeah, point. I'm going to let you fight with Peter King, but I'll, I'll, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll concede that's a legit point. Yeah, I mean, of course, I'm not going to get that out of uh, watch Lindsey Graham yesterday. He's like, oh, kill the kid, kill the kid. <laughs> you, you, know, you and your buddy John Bolton, kill the kid, kill the kid. Calm down. Jeez. It's both, Peter King. It's both, uh, Lindsey Graham. It is, yes, the kid should go to jail for a while, and he should be held responsible. And although I think he's a kid at 21, he did a really, really, really bad thing, which may or may not. I know people right away, people are going to die. Let's, let, let's, let's calm down, okay? Maybe, maybe not. But there's a bigger issue with the Pentagon that needs to be addressed, and maybe this now will do that. Now let's get to Trump. So Trump, his numbers are still going up. So DeSantis, I've been told, again, here comes Peter King's name, but him and Bo Deedle keep telling me that they can't vote for Trump because Trump is not electable. Yet, yet. One of the biggest GOP donors out there this weekend pulled their money from Ron DeSantis because of DeSantis's stand on abortion, now a six-week ban in Florida, and, of course, books, the book deal. That guy, the GOP donor, says DeSantis is not electable. So who's not electable now, Mitch Lowry? <laughs> so I, I think Trump is electable in the sense he could, he could win. I, I would put it maybe... 30% odds at the moment, but who knows? You know, he get a, a major recession, could be on the way. At any given moment, Joe Biden could have a Mitch McConnell-style fall. You know, hurts his head, concussion, has to be in a rehab facility, which would be devastating for a president of the United States. So I, I'm not saying that Trump can't win. I, I do think Trump is is still the riskiest choice. Um, sure, they'll hammer DeSantis on the. I think the, the book banning thing's a, a bum rap, but it, you know he, he signed a six-week ban, and there are a lot of pla- a lot of people um, places where that's not going to be uh, popular. I think it'll be fine in Florida. Um, but yeah, the, but this is a big me, deal. The main thing that they, they got on Trump is the stop the steal stuff, which um, all, all the candidates who uh, in the midterms who were associated with that almost all of them lost. So th- that's the thing that, that I think makes him most radioactive. And DeSantis doesn't have that vulnerability. But this is a big deal. When money starts to go away, mm-hmm. and Trump has now raised, I believe, somewhere around $30 million since he was indicted and arraigned a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Huge. When big money starts to go away, that's a big deal. You, cannot, yeah, you can't I, minimize say, that. Said my take is that people were too, maybe including me, too optimistic about DeSantis beginning of the year. Probably too down on him now. I mean, we, we do need to wait until he's actually in the race. But there's no doubt. And and this, you know, we've talked about for, for a while now. Trump is the odds-on favorite for the Republican nomination. I think he's beatable. But, you know, it's 60-40 or, you know, may, maybe more than that. Um, th- there's no doubt about that. All right, let's get to what's going on in New York City today, which good local story being you are a New York guy. And that is Jim Jordan is here. Jennifer Harrison, who's a friend of mine, her boyfriend was murdered years ago on Long Island. She's going to speak today. Of course, Jose Alba, the bodega owner, who had to move because he was treated so crappy by this city. and uh, terrible. Terrible. So they're all speaking today. And instead of people like Mayor Eric Adams saying, hey, we do have a crime issue. It's getting better. We've got a crime issue. We need to address this. He's calling this basically a Trump donation. I've suspended the mayor from this program now for being so petty. 
I mean, God, enough with the Democrat politics. Come to the realization. He tried to make some point on MSNBC this morning that the murder rate in Columbus, Ohio, where the Buckeyes play, is three times as much as New York. I mean, give me a break. Why can't these officials care about the city first and put their stupid, petty Democrat politics aside? They're, I mean, they're Democrats, and, you know, this is the thing about, about Eric Eric Adams all along. You know, he, he is a Democrat, sounded different on crime during the, the primaries. That's that's big reason why he won. But there's just no way he's ever going to welcome a Jim Jordan, you know, who's um, not, not at the very top of the list of uh, hate figures for the left, but, but he's up there. there. There's no way he's ever going to welcome him to the city or, or say he has a point about anything. So – you're uh, you're down on the mayor too. I mean, you're a New York guy. You're down on the mayor too. Yes. Yes. I, I, I've never been up on him. I, I've, um, <laughs> I've been more with Curtis than you on this one, Sid. Unfortunately. <laughs> so, the other question was, and I had Alan Dershowitz on the show Friday. Can Jim Jordan do this? You know, kind of uh, go after Alvin Bragg, and he said. He thinks he legally can. I got to tell you, I don't really care either way. Make a spectacle of it. Make a circus of it. I don't care. These people have been through hell, murders in their family and all these types of things. So they should have a right to speak. So I don't care either way. I think what Jim Jordan is doing today is terrific. Yeah, well, the the the, uh, the deli owner is sort of Trump before Trump. Obviously, much different circumstances. But Bragg's going to let everyone off. And then, and then it seemed initially he was going to try to nail to the wall a guy who acted totally in self-defense. It was just perverse, and a guy who, who didn't have a lot of connections, didn't have a lot of resources. Uh, it was crazy. And um, you know, Trump, Trump's kind of a white-collar version of the same thing. You know, yeah. if, if Trump had had mugged Stormy Daniels, he'd <laughs> be back on the street, and you know, he'd be free to mug again. But uh, because he's Donald Trump, that's not the case. I just want to go back to this to share a story. Let me put on record for people like Pete King and others who, for some reason, think I'm okay with what this kid did. I've never said that, not for a second. I think Marjorie Taylor Greene's stance was disgusting. I do. He's not a hero. But he did tell the truth. There's no question he told the truth. Lloyd Austin is no good, but he's not a hero. So every now and then, Marjorie Taylor Greene, in her, you know, so fervent in her Republican stand, does say things like that. And I am totally against it. So it should make Peter King happy. He is not a hero. And Marjorie Taylor Greene, which she said, was 100% wrong. So, so when are you going to have Pete on to just... Have this hash this out. Well, we had a fight on Friday about it, but okay, yeah. Then I was watching uh, Amy. Amy Klobuchar was on yesterday. I was watching um, Jonathan Call was filling in for Stephanopoulos. It was really horrible, but I was watching it anyway. And uh, Klobuchar was talking about this abortion pill. And uh, look, we know what they've got, the Democrats, which they've got two issues: abortion and guns. That's it. But this abortion thing. No question it cost Republicans back in 2022, and between the pill, the Supreme Court, and, of course, DeSantis's six-week abortion plan, it seems to me like Republicans are playing right into the hands of Democrats with this. What do you think? Yeah, it depends on the place. You know, the, Brian Kemp in Georgia, Kim Reynolds in, in Iowa, governor of Ohio, they all signed six-week bans prior to the midterms and, and did just fine. Um, but, you know, those are entrenched popular politicians and uh, conserv- socially conservative states. If Republicans try to pass a six-week ban nationally, I mean, it would be, be a debacle. And I think they, they seem to be um, sort of crab-walking their, their way to the position, we're not going to do anything nationally at, at the moment, and we're just going to leave it at, at uh, state level. 
um, which makes some political sense. And then the, 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 the abortion pill, that decision, you know, I think there's some good aspects of it, but it's not going to stand. And fighting on the abortion bill is, a pill is not the best uh, – uh, not, not not the strongest ground for Republicans, obviously. So I spent a lot of time already this morning talking about the 10-year commemoration of the bombings in Boston. And right before you came on, I know you heard me say it, you got folks yelling and screaming about January 6th, which wasn't nearly as violent. Forget about 9-11 or Pearl Harbor. wasn't nearly as violent as just the bombings in Boston that day where hundreds of were injured and three people died and 17 people lost their limbs. I don't think we spent enough time talking about that day. I do on this show today, but my God, what a tragic day that was. Yeah, awful. And it, that, that was very moving, your, the, your description of, of uh, oh, thank you. some of the carnage. Martin uh, Richard, yeah. Thank that you. Day. Yeah. Oh, man, just just heart-wrenching. And still, you know, we, we've kind of, uh, sad to say, we've sort of forgotten uh, about 9-11, you know, not intellectually, but the, the sort of gut punch aspect of it for a lot of people has gone away. And that that was when when most people still had that feeling. Uh, we were all on edge, and the Boston Marathon very much played into and augmented that kind of um, emotional sentiment, which which is is for better or worse, is now gone. So, by the way, Wednesday, I turned 56. It's my birthday. These three things happened on my birthday. A, they found the younger Tsarnev brother, I think he was 19, I think Tamlin was 26, bleeding from the neck in that boat in Boston. B, you ready for this? That was the day they burned down Waco, Texas. Oh, yeah, another horrible David Koresh. And C, on my birthday, that was the Timothy McVeigh Oklahoma City bombing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- those are whoa, wow, right? Those and and you know what? Pretty bad event. As bad as that was, I'm still the day before Adolf Hitler's birthday. <laughs> 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 he comes up Thursday the twentieth. <laughs> but those are some major events on they my are. birthday. Yes, they are. Uh, we had an anniversary of Waco. You know, it's just amazing to think back that Janet Reno skated. Yeah. Over, I know. Over Waco. Oh, right. my God. Oh, my God. David Koresh had more firepower than, than most governments have uh, in the world today. But anyway, those uh, those were days gone by, and now things have gotten worse. Anyway, you are the absolute best. I love having you on every Monday morning. Thank you again for a great appearance. We'll do it again soon. Thank you, All Rich. Right. Thanks, Doctor. My man, Rich Lowry, the editor of the National Review, Politico, NBC, all that good stuff. Wraps up a pretty good 7 o'clock hour with both Curtis Sliwa and Rich Lowry 